Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to another episode of the Buffalo Beat here. Thank you for joining us on the Athletic Podcast Network. My name is Joe Biscaglia, and my co-host is Matthew Fairburn. And the Bills are looking forward, maybe, (laughs) to their upcoming matchup with the Tennessee Titans, which we are recording this on Friday around 10.30 a.m. So if this is completely outdated by Saturday morning or Sunday morning by the time you, you all get to this, and we apologize, but it's, there's not really much we can do with with uh, this type of story because the Titans uh, have been basically been locked out of their facilities because of continuous positive tests for COVID-19. And really, they got their first bit of good news today, which is Friday morning, where they didn't have a single new positive case, which makes it uh, somewhat of a possibility that they might that they might actually be able to play this week. And the NFL, because the Titans most recently po- uh, tested positive on Thursday, rescheduled the Bills-Titans game for Tuesday at 7 p.m. So it'll be a little bit of Tuesday night football. But of course, this impacts the Bills in a bevy of different ways. And uh, we'll get into all of that, but uh, first and foremost, Matthew, I was wondering what uh, what are your initial thoughts on what the Bills are going through for the from this week, uh, what the players are going through, um, the natural human nature to this whole thing. I think I think this is a very dynamic discussion about and with a lot of different layers. Yeah, I think this is the the strangest week of you know, covering, you know, certainly the strangest game week that I've covered uh, since I've been here. It doesn't feel normal in hardly any way, despite the fact that they were chugging along with practice as normal, because what other choice did they have? But, you know, the Bills are in a unique spot around the league outside of a team that has had positive tests and been pushed, you know, had their schedules rearranged because of positive tests they're probably more impacted by this than any other team because they had the Raiders who had the the event where some guys weren't wearing masks before, you know, the, during the week leading up to a game against the Bills. Uh, they had a player test positive who uh, came in quite close contact with Josh Allen, as we saw in a photo after the game. Uh, Maurice Hurst uh, and Josh Allen, you know, shared a hug after the game, and a couple days later, Hurst test positive. Um, they've got the Titans on their schedule this week who have uh, more than 20 cases uh, since, you know, the end of September. And they had the Thursday night game against the Chiefs, which will potentially be moved, potentially stay put, depending on what happens with this Titans game. The Chiefs had one positive. 
Um, they've got the Jets after that, and they just had a positive this mo- this morning, um, a presumptive positive. They're trying to determine if it's conclusive. And the week after that, they have the Patriots, who are also in a, a spot where Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore tested positive. So the Bills are sort of sandwiched in between just about mm-hmm. every team that is impacted by this. Um, you know, this this conversation will not be going away. Um, depending on what happens, you know, with all these cases, but it's created a very weird situation for the Bills in a lot of ways. And the Titans situation is layered and complicated because they may have violated protocols and we don't know whether they did or not. We know that they held workouts. Um, Paul Kaharski reported that uh, multiple workouts after their facility had been shut down, but before the NFL had laid out any sort of punishment for doing so. And the the NFL didn't have um, it spelled out before this. I think the big takeaway for me is that the NFL has a mess of its own creation here. And I, I don't think they've done a great job. We talked about this in April when they announced the schedule. You know, everybody's analyzing the schedule like it's a normal, you know, a normal year and a normal schedule and breaking it down and look at all these primetime games for the Bills and everything else. But one thing we mentioned then was there wasn't a need to put the schedule out in April. Having the draft when they did, I understood. Like, you want to give people something to watch, have some normalcy, whatever else. You did not need normalcy with the schedule release. In fact, you did not need normalcy with the schedule, period. You probably needed a schedule that had some built-in flexibility for a situation like this. They had, they lucked out with the, the first Titans situation. You know, the bye weeks matched up okay, and they were able to move that Steelers game. But to think that a team that has an outbreak is only going to miss one game or only one game will be impacted on the schedule think was naive and I I think the fact that they didn't have any sort of like regionalized schedule um, you know they stuck with you know the formulaic year-to-year schedule that they have with opponents they didn't have a collapsible schedule with multiple bye weeks they didn't have a built-in buffer at the end of the season Um, that's all without them doing a bubble or anything else they just went forward quite arrogantly as if this was just going to be a normal year. And obviously it's not. I I mean, clearly. And what we have now is a situation that isn't entirely fair uh, across the board, which I don't think is priority number one. I I don't think it's ever been priority number one uh, for this season in the NFL. But there were a lot of different things they could have done to avoid a situation like this. And they did none of them. And now there's, you know, people throwing out all these different ideas for how they can adjust things on the fly, but they shouldn't even need to do that. They should have had some sort of plan going in. And it now just seems clear that they didn't have much of a plan. I don't know if that was, you know, if it was, you know, ignorance, arrogance, or some blend of the two. Yeah, uh, I think another part of the schedule that they just kind of completely ignored that it was... I believe it was reportedly in the running for them to do this was to pack the the four NFC games that each team would play 
on one side of the schedule so that way if they needed to to dump out of those and get some extra games in from other games missed then they could have but because obviously AFC versus NFC games while fun to see a Bills versus Rams matchup a lot less meaningful than say Bills versus Titans or Bills versus Chiefs or Bills versus Jets or Bill well not this year with the Jets but Bills versus Patriots so they really missed an opportunity there from in, from how they set up the schedule and all, everything you said was right. I mean, the NFL has somewhat of a mess on their hands. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want to go overboard and and say you know this is just a complete disaster because odds are they're going to get these games in and because the NFL as we've known them to be will be stubborn. And they will do this. Uh, they will continue on. And uh, they they forced the Patriots and Chiefs to play last week. Um, they lucked out that no none of the the Minnesota Vikings contracted it when they played the Titans in Week Three. Um, if there's if there's one thing we've known about the NFL is that they will forge ahead, and that's probably not the smart way to go about it. Should they create a an 18th week to give a buffer week where they can um, where they can shift around some bye weeks and uh, and not have to go into hurry up mode with a lot of these games and and not have to put people at risk but just to get a game in because they each team only has one wiggle room week uh, at, per, per uh, franchise. And by the way, those wiggle room weeks are going to be slowly dissipating because teams are already starting to have their bye weeks. Like the lions are off this week. The Packers are off this week. And if there starts to be some positive tests on the NFC side of things, then they're going to be SOL with, with a lot of these teams because they don't have that, that 18th week, then they're going to have to continue to force the issue in other areas. So I, I wonder, I, I've kind of wondered, about the idea of maybe just having like a a two-week pause and just say, all right, everyone shut down for a couple of weeks, quarantine, everything like that, and and get it, get this thing under control, and then bring the season back as we're going. But that, again, shifts things that they have set in stone already, which is the Super Bowl um, and – with a with a date in a specific location so all of these things are just kind of up in the air and like you said it was much to their own doing and the arrogance of not having these little areas of where they could shift things around is kind of mind-numbing to be honest and so uh, they 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 better hope that they can get these games in and that that uh, additional bye weeks aren't impacted and you know, the, you don't have to worry about about teams potentially having two bye weeks and then trying to make it up at the end. Uh, it's it's just it it's it's somewhat of a mess right now, and uh, I I don't know that it's necessarily unsolvable, but um, they have been hesitant to do things that would solve the issue other than shifting a game around a few days. Yeah, it's really annoying. I think, frankly, uh, that all these ideas that you're bringing up and that others have brought up about ways to move things around or, or you know, um, you know, different contingencies you could have built into the schedule, all these different things that, you know, there's been some great ideas thrown around. And 
because the NFL decided to ramrod its normal schedule and have only one bye week and, you know, ha- have every everything's going to be normal. Uh, they basically planned in April as if the virus would be gone in the fall. And it's not. Uh, and so the fact that, you know, they're now kind of scrambling and this kind of leads us into the, the idea of I know, obviously, the big point of discussion this week is, you know, should the Titans have to forfeit or, you know, like the idea of a two week pause, I think, you know, only kicks the can down the road because you could quarantine for two weeks unless you're doing mm-hmm. a two week pause and using that two week pause to create local bubbles where these guys mm-hmm. don't interact with the public at all and only, you know, jump on the private planes and get into hotels and, you know, play their games. Unless you're doing that, then the the two-week pause doesn't really completely solve anything because a guy could get it three days after the two-week pause right. is over. So then you've wasted right. potentially playing some games that, that they want to get these games, as many of them through as possible. That seems to be the number one priority. And, you know, so if two teams have no, you know, positive tests, they're playing this weekend and they're playing until further notice. But I think, you know, even look at the Titan situation. There's been, you know, all this talk about, oh, the Titans are the one team that ruined this for everybody. All of a sudden, we're vilifying the Titans for getting this virus that millions of people have gotten. Uh, and yes, to some extent, maybe they broke some protocols. We don't know the extent of that. We know that they had these workouts, which on the one hand, um, you know, certainly are not safe. On the other hand, the NFL did not specifically spell out before the season, hey, if you get it, if there's an outbreak, X, Y, and Z, these are going to be you know, the rules you're going to follow. They all of a sudden threw forfeits on the table this week. Like, mm-hmm. how do you, how is this even, they're just flying by the seat of their pants. So like the idea that the Titans maybe deserve to take two losses for the Steelers and Bills game, I don't know that it's totally out of line or far-fetched until we know the extent of of you know what they they did to you know let this virus into their building, but simply letting the virus into your building shouldn't be grounds for forfeit. You know that's that's not it's not easy to keep it out when you have as many people in the building as you do, and there are no bubbles that you know families kids are going to school. What if a Titans coach you know kid is at school brings it home and then that guy's in the building and a player gets it. I mean, you don't know how it started. Certainly some of the things they've done, um, you know, haven't been up to, you know, the standard. But again, you're also talking about a team that they didn't know if they would be playing their game uh, against the Steelers. And there's a player safety issue of getting your body ready to play a game. Um, And so because the NFL didn't have certain things in place, these guys were sort of left to their own devices and certainly made some mistakes along the way. But it's also, again, annoying that the NFL didn't have sort of clearly stated protocols in place for like an outbreak like this of don't get together outside of the facility. If you do, this will be the punishment. There were a lot of there's a lot of murkiness to it. And now they're like, oh, there, there could be some historic punishment for the Titans. And it's just like all kind of, you know, seems like they're making it up as they go. And mm-hmm. with some, you know, how we're what a, a few weeks removed from everybody patting the league on the back, talking about what a great job the NFL was doing with COVID as if it was never going to get into an NFL locker room. The reason it was going so great in training camp is because you didn't have guys, 
traveling around. You had, you know, training camp is sort of a bubble into itself, uh, you know, in some ways every year. Um, but now what happens if you're, you know, a team that isn't really in contention at the end of the year? Are you going to trust those teams to be strictly following the protocols uh, of, mm-hmm. you know, not going out in public and, and different things? And the, vi- you know, cases of the virus are going up around the country as it is. So um, it's becoming more, you know, risky to, to catch this thing than it was in August. So I don't know. There's a lot. It just seems like the NFL didn't plan for or hoped it wouldn't have to plan for. And yes, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, I guess, is sure the, the bills are now at a little bit of a disadvantage, right? You know, it's not totally fair that they have to move this game to Tuesday potentially uh, and then play the Chiefs on a short week and the Chiefs will have more um, rest than the Bills will and more time to prepare than the Bills will. But there are also, there is no fair solution um, to this. And fairness is not the priority and you certainly question Mm -hmm. whether player safety is the priority. Uh, money is the priority that money for the players because if they don't play they don't get paid and money for the league because they need to satisfy their tv contract so the bills are now in a spot where maybe they play tuesday but if another positive pops up on saturday or sunday or monday or even tuesday that game could be off the table and then what do they do with the chiefs game depending i guess on when that you know a hypothetical positive were to come they might play that game on thursday and so they might have to pivot on monday to preparing for the chiefs whereas the chiefs you know have a pretty normal week one way or the other yeah on monday they might find out the game is thursday but they'd say all right you know we knew that we knew we were playing them uh, so mm-hmm. you know they can kind of plan ahead whereas the bills are, are kind of caught in a weird spot um it's bad luck more than anything um you can blame the Titans if you want, but again, I just don't know the extent to which we can do that without knowing exactly what they did to create this. Because, you know, presumably if this outbreak was caused by those workouts, which it wasn't because it had started before those workouts, you know, Ryan Tannehill would have it and he doesn't. So, you know, there's, he was the one, you know, kind of leading the way. There's, I don't know, it's, been a really weird messy week and it's going to be a challenge for the bills i don't think it's going to be some sort of season crippling challenge but probably the bigger concern if you're a bills fan is what happens to this season because if this season goes sideways you've got a 4-0 team with the best quarterback they've had in a long time a team that looks great and this season looks like it's hanging on by a thread it could go off the rails uh, if the NFL doesn't kind of figure out a way to to make it work. And certainly fairness is just thrown out the window at this point. I think that's the number one thing is, and the players, the coaches, everybody has to kind of wrap their head around that and deal with that mental challenge of, look, this is not going to be ideal. It's not going to be completely fair, but the team that's able to block it out and overcome it is going to be, you know, the one that, that kind of powers through at the end. It, it's also doubly unfortunate for the Bills that this is happening. You could argue they're two most important non-division games of the year. Um, you know, maybe throw the Steelers in there as well, but the Chiefs and Titans are both, you know, I mean, they were the finalists in the AFC last year. Uh, two teams that will very much be competing with the Bills for seeding 
um, at the end of the year, assuming the Titans can even play all their games. But, you know, certainly bad timing uh, from the Bills' standpoint for their two of their most important games of the season. Yeah, I, I think the a lot to unpack there, certainly. But I think the the main part to this week specifically is the NFL I think would very much like to not have to get into the land of forfeits especially since they just issued that statement that that new memo throughout the league and then if they were to say all right Titans well then you forfeit to the Bills from that perspective you open up a wormhole because then what happens to the Steelers game from from last week uh, is that a game that you, that they go okay well no you still make the, you still have to make that up because you screwed up uh, b- between uh, between when you when you should have and and that that game doesn't doesn't count for this um, but even still if they were to say all right well you forfeit to the Bills then that creates the wormhole of Neither the Titans or the Bills players get paid for that game check, um, which is another element, this human element to it entirely. It also brings up the fact that, okay, you brought up the idea of a forfeit well after the fact that this whole thing even began for them. So how is it exactly fair for you to do that? Which is why we are seeing the NFL just trying to force this game in as much as possible now to to much to their delight the titans came through without a positive test on friday morning which which is a good thing or i should say from the thursday testing so the results came in on friday um so that is slightly promising but at the same time they also had two straight days of no new positive tests. They were ready to reopen the entire facility on Wednesday, and then, oops, another positive test comes through. Uh, that's just what is going to happen uh, for, uh, from time to time this season. So the the main thing here for them, for the NFL, is that they will try with without any, any second thoughts to get this Bills-Titans game in. They are dead set on it um i wonder if maybe they get a positive test let's say a a new one pops up from the friday round of testing i I wonder if that actually does push the game out of out of reach on that tuesday I, i i'm not necessarily ruling out the fact that maybe they wait for the saturday see the results on uh, for the Saturday testing, and then again on the Sunday testing, and if the, both those come up clean, then hey, maybe they just go on with the game as as they want to, uh, and say, all right, Bills, you're flying in on Tuesday. So uh, there's just they're they haven't really made a clear ruling one way or the other. Like, okay, if you get another positive test, it's done. That's the way it's been reported, but that isn't an official thing. And the NFL has shown throughout all of this that they are completely content with changing things as they go along, which at a certain point they're right to, but then you're also messing with 
with everybody's heads at that point. So you have to figure out what is the uh, the path of least resistance here. And uh, I don't know that there is one, to be frank. Well, here's another problem, and it's it should be you know, 1B to the 1A of limiting the spread of the virus as much as possible. But you also have a team that has not physically been in their building for now almost two weeks. And so another positive that pops up tomorrow would presumably, by the rules, mean they need to have two clean days before they can even get in their building. I mean, that would mean, you know, if everything goes well and the the tests come back tomorrow, they can get in Saturday. I don't know exactly how they would rule it if they're able to get back in, but then Sunday morning some positives pop up. I don't know what they just sent the Jets home because of a presumptive positive. The Patriots have been working remotely all week uh, because of two positives. I mean, re- remember they did get that Patriots Chiefs game in with the Cam Newton test on they, that, that came they out on did, Saturday. but the difference was the Patriots had practiced all week. I, I guess yeah, my, I don't think I honestly I don't think they care if the Titans practice see that I think is a, a massive massive problem if so I don't I don't think you're yeah. necessarily wrong because this is again the NFL it's why yesterday I asked Mitch Morse uh, point blank can you trust do you trust that the NFL is going to put player safety first and he kind of you know sighed and said I I have to <laughs> right like he had yeah, right <laughs> if you're a player what choice do you have you you want to get paid and you know, you want to play. I think these guys want to play. They're playing well. They don't have any positives. And there is the slight silver lining that, hey, the Vikings didn't get any positives from, you know, playing against this Titans team that now right. has an outbreak. It seems actually playing games isn't a super spreader of the virus. Um, we have a very small sample size of data on that. So it's uh, yeah. I'm not no a, Bill's got the virus as well. Right. From I, from the Maurice Hurst thing. Right. He's just one guy that had it. You know, it might be different right. if there's multiple guys. Um, you know, we're we're learning as we go here. I'm not a doctor and epidemiologist or um, you know, anything like that. So and, and we'll the, get on that. The data is very small. So like, you know, but that seems to be a little bit of a at least a comfort to Bill's fan or Bill's players that might have to travel uh to Tennessee and play against this team. Um, not knowing who might have it and who might not. But secondary to that is like Titans players will get hurt playing in this game. Look at all the injuries across the league as it is right now because of the short training camp and, you know, no preseason and everything else. There are injuries, tons of injuries. Maybe it's just anecdotal. Uh, I don't know the exact data, but I'm sure the NFLPA by the end of the year will have a, a pretty comprehensive rundown of how many more injuries there were this year than than a normal year. But all over the place, you see guys getting injured, soft tissue injuries. And for a team to have not been in their building and not physically practicing and limited to at-home workouts or no treatment options and to just throw them into a game seems unsafe. Um, A few Bills players said as much this week that that's probably a nightmare scenario if you're the Titans to walk into your building on Sunday or Monday and say, all right, you know, roll tide, let's do it and go out and play an NFL game, like not just, you know, a preseason game or whatever else, an NFL game against one of the best teams in the league, like that is going to be a physical, violent affair. And I don't know that these guys are going to be ready to do that. The NFL has apparently said that if they get in on Saturday, that's enough time. 
practice Saturday, practice Sunday, take Monday as a light walkthrough day. That I can I can understand. Any later than that, though, and you're really pushing it, I think. And, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But that's another really important element, uh, you know, human element to this. Uh, I understand everybody wants to vilify the Titans, right? Like those nasty Titans um, not following their protocols and doing these workouts and everything else. But um, we don't know that it was everybody not following the protocols. We don't know what they didn't follow. We don't know exactly how it all went down. And these are human beings uh, who are trying to do their best. Like Roger Saffold mentioned, you know, look, like these guys are trying to get their bodies ready to play a game. And there hadn't really been explicit instructions or uh, who knows what had been spelled out when. It's very complicated. It's a lot more complicated than just saying, oh, the Titans are, tr- are screwing up the whole NFL and they should be mm. the only ones punished. Like it, there's a little bit more nuance to it than that. And certainly you have to wonder about the safety of those players, depending on how this weekend shakes out with the tests. Yeah, certainly. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get into from the Bills side of things because I think that's what a lot of people want to think about because, you know, we're, we're kind of taking a bigger picture approach to this in the first part. But, okay, how does this specifically impact the Bills? And we alluded to it a little bit. Um, but I think the, the obvious part here is the, the shifting of the schedule if the if the game goes on without a hitch, then then they get their game their week five game against the Titans on 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 Tuesday, and then they have their game against the Chiefs on Sunday. So it's not exactly ideal, but the Bills, if if you're looking at it from yeah, I, it's it's easy to go. Oh, they're 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 screwing the Bills out of a primetime game. All of these different things. The national spotlight would have been on them. I get all that. I do. And of course, that the Chiefs will have a longer time to prepare for the Bills than uh, than the Bills would have to prepare for the Chiefs. However, there are. It's not like it's just a complete uh, shot to the Bills in every single capacity. I mean, if anything, if you're looking at it from a wins and losses standpoint, this is an incredible opportunity uh, against a Titans team that will be without a lot of their starting players. 
uh, quite possibly their their best starting defender in Jeffrey Simmons, w- one of their starting defensive linemen in Daquan Jones, uh, two of their top three receivers at least with uh, Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys being on the reserve COVID list. Uh, you have A.J. Brown, who is still trying to get over a, a, some sort of knee bruise that has kept him out a couple of games. Um, you don't know if he's going to be out there. They would be getting a an incredibly muted Titans team that really hasn't been able to get into a building for two weeks. So the, the pendulum would swing very much in the Bills' favor in that respect. But that's that's small potatoes compared to the, the rest of, of the concerns here. Furthermore, they would have an additional day of rest than they normally would for a uh, for a Thursday night game. Um, so while yes, the Chiefs would have longer to prepare, uh, the Bills would also have one additional day to get their bodies to uh, get better ahead of their a big showdown with the Chiefs. And I would be very um, I would be very surprised if McDermott wasn't taking all of today, in which uh, today being Friday in which they did not practice to get ready for the Chiefs and to and to advance that uh, just just uh, in the event that they take on the Chiefs next as opposed to the Titans. So he'll want to be be on top of that. However, let's look at the the human side of things too, because the fears of potentially contracting uh, the virus. Uh, against a, a team that um, has been in the news for getting multiple positive tests uh, almost on the daily. Uh, there's only been three days since this whole thing has started that a, a new positive test has not come through for them. Um, so there are those fears. There's the, uh, there's the possibility that if there's another positive test that these guys will not get paid. And, you know, there, there are players out there like Cody Ford who who said you know I, I value my health over over uh, getting a, a game check which I'm sure there's there's a few players that are like that but for a lot of these guys you know that money is why they play and and money is a big factor for for why they play so uh, so taking that element away from them and and taking one of their 16 game checks from them, um, certainly isn't fair in that respect. So there's just a, a lot of different things from from a Bills perspective to think about, which uh, they kind of go head-to-head in some places, but I think in all it's just like, okay, well, what's, what's the best possible outcome for everybody? And uh, that's, that's a perplexing question because I don't know that anyone has that answer. Yeah, it's... It's been a week where, you know, these guys have to deal with not knowing a lot of the the answers to these questions. I think the one piece of it that I wouldn't be overly concerned with from a Bills perspective is the preparation for Kansas City. And that probably that probably sounds counterintuitive. Like this is the most dynamic offense you know, in the league, um, the the best quarterback in football, uh, a great offensive play caller in Andy Reid. But frankly, Sean McDermott would not be doing his job and Leslie Frazier would not be doing his job if they didn't do an extensive study of the Chiefs over the summer. And certainly things change, personnel 
changes, um, tendencies change in the first month of the season. But you know Patrick Mahomes, you know Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, the basic elements uh, and tendencies of this offense are out there. And if you're a team in the AFC that has any serious ideas of contending for a Super Bowl, you're looking at the best of the best and figuring out how to beat them and coming up with some sort of plan. Um, Not to say that plan won't need to be adjusted and that they don't need time on the practice field to get it in place. But like you said, Sean McDermott's probably spending most of Friday um, and a good chunk of the weekend that is now, you know, they're, their preparation for Tennessee is basically done from a player standpoint. Um, Oh yeah. You know, they need to now just fine tune physically what they're doing. But as far as a game plan goes, it should all be installed. It should be good to go. If they want to make some tweaks, you know, they can certainly do that. But now it's just about keeping guys physically and mentally sharp and ready for Tuesday. Not saying they're going to also throw chiefs prep on them this weekend, but the coaches can do it. Uh, You know, the Mm -hmm. coaches can, get things ready so that they can hit the ground running after this game, assuming it happens, or, um, you know, have the contingency ready of, hey, Monday we find out this game's not happening. Let's start prepping and installing for Thursday. I don't know that a Thursday, it, it seems as we're talking through this, that like if Monday it turns out that they can't play the game on Tuesday, I don't even know if they would do the Thursday thing. Maybe they would. Um, mm-hmm. but it almost seems like they wouldn't try to cram it in, but who knows? Um, kind of a weird, you know, a weird situation. A lot depends on tomorrow and Sunday, probably, um, you know, the test results there, but yeah, that all the other aspects of this from a bill standpoint are, are certainly less than ideal. Uh, I think number one being going to play this game against a team that you just don't know, um, you don't know the extent to which, you know, guys have come in contact with other guys and, um, you know, the positive tests continue to pop up, uh, week, you know, day after day. So there's a, I could see also, you know, just from a game standpoint, seeing it go either way, like the Titans haven't been in their building for a couple of weeks. They've got a bunch of guys that are now positive that probably won't be able to play in this game. Um, you know, unless something weird happens, uh, and some good players, but then you could also mm-hmm. see the emotional, uh, you know, part that you can't really measure of the Titans being like, look, everybody's, um, you know, talking about us a certain way out there and, you know, they're rested and, you know, rejuvenated and want to say like, you know, you're, you're letting these guys, uh, back on the field and they're all fired up and they, you know, kind of galvanized by the whole thing, uh, that's not out of the question either, you know, out of the, you know, that's not outside the realm of possibility, um, you know, for this game. So I don't think I have much of an idea of what to expect if they play this game. Um, but I know that, you know, the bills game against the chiefs was a one that not just bills fans were eager to have in prime time. The NFL is probably eager to have it in prime time, uh, at this point. And they have not, explicitly said what day of the weekend it will be so i'd say you know don't don't rule out that being a primetime game at this point i think mm-hmm. right they probably want that in primetime as much as bills fans do it's two of the best teams in the league 
and two of the most rabid fan bases in the league. So I'm sure they want that game on national television to showcase, um, you know, sort of the, the future of the AFC, so to speak. So could they push it to Monday? Um, could they push it to Sunday night? You know, all those things I'm sure are still on the table. It's why, look, they're not going to commit to one thing or another without knowing what in the world is happening with this game on Tuesday and what could happen between now and next weekend. There's, um, we've seen it happen too many times already in this young season. Um, it was Saturday morning when we found out Cam Newton tested positive and that threw a wrench into that game for the chiefs and Patriots. So they're not going to lock something in, uh, you know, for a week from now before knowing how everything shakes out. So don't rule out that game happening on Thursday. Don't rule it out happening pretty much any (laughs) other day of the weekend. Uh, it's, there's, Mm -hmm. um, still way too much up in the air. Yeah. No doubt. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, let's let's do our best to put a semblance of a prediction together. Uh, it's it's a tough ask because we, we don't exactly know what the heck is going on from, from one day to the next with, with this matchup, but... Um, the Bills are taking on the Titans. I'm going and finding the uh, the betting line if, if it's even out there. Uh, so the Bills are at the Titans. Um, the betting line currently isn't up from where I'm looking right now. Yeah, so, I think it's been off the board all week yeah. and probably will stay that way. I don't know. Until I, Tuesday? But, like, yeah, until they actually know a game is happening and – that the Titans, I mean, until the Titans open their facility, how can you put a line on this game? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's just pretend like it's a, it's an even, (laughs) just, uh, which would probably be close to that. Right. I think it would be one or two, you know, remove everything else. And you're, you know, these are two pretty even teams. Bills might have a slight edge, but they're playing on the road. So, I don't know. All right, so even even Matthew Fairburn, who do you got uh, on Tuesday night if this game actually happens? It's tricky. Like I said, 
there's arguments to be made on both sides from just a narrative perspective. And the matchup piece of it is hard to pinpoint because of not knowing who's going to be on the field for either side. We know that there's a few Titans players that won't be out there, and I think that will certainly impact this game. I think back to... Um, I'm not saying this will go this way, but you, you have to think of what what are similar instances of this type of thing happening, one team kind of being thrown into some chaos. You think about the Bills' uh, snowstorm week where they had mm-hmm. to shuffle around and get moved around, and you thought, man, there's no way they're going to be ready to play the Jets. The Jets have had all this extra time. They've been sitting around. Like, this is going to you know. Jets are going to have quite an advantage, and the Bills steamrolled them in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I would say don't completely discount the Titans here because they have, you know, I do think it's dangerous and, um, you know, somewhat reckless to ha- play without practice, but who knows? Um, I-, I think they're going to be motivated and um, as focused as they've been, knowing that. They are a good team. This isn't a lousy team that's had some positives and is thinking, man, this season sucks already. It's not going to be worth it. And, you know, they're kind of demoralized by the whole thing. They seem to be, you know, a little bit fired up by it. All that said, I think the difference is that they also are, you know, kind of decimated by this from a roster standpoint. So I'm going to say the Bills win. Um for now, but mm-hmm. depending on how early the Titans can get in their building uh, and what we see shake out from who's available and who's not, they've had guys on that list for a long time, by the way. Um, yeah. Some guys that have not, Isaiah Wilson is about to come off of it, which he's been on it for a couple weeks. Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah. these are not clearly not all asymptomatic cases, um, which is worth uh, monitoring. But, yeah, I think I'd say the Bills will win. You know, for now, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect. It'll be the, <laughs> it'll be the strangest game we've covered, which I don't think is, um, you know, obvious to say because we have covered that that Bills Lions game in Detroit. That was pretty strange as well. I feel like yes, this will was. be stranger. Um, you know, there's not many Tuesday games. Everything seems like the strangest thing to ever happen in 2020, and it's become a cliche at this point to talk about the new normal and the weirdness of the year, but this will be odd and uniquely difficult to, to predict. But we, we have that Bills-Jets game in Detroit to compare it to in terms of weirdness. Uh, but this one, True. this one, I think, takes the cake. Yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would tend to agree there because it's, you know, it, at the very least, they could control that a little bit because they knew that, players would be healthy enough to play in those games even if they had to shift things around um they they knew that it, they they would get the game in eventually um well so yeah, the so snowstorms aren't contagious either so there's uh, that that, that is it too there's there was no inherent risk in fleeing buffalo and you know going to detroit to play the game there were some logistical um abnormalities to that but the health and safety piece of it was completely removed. But just from a being in Detroit watching the Bills and Jets play each other, uh, weirdness yeah. factor was high there. Um, yes, it the health and was. safety and the risky portion of it all, 
Um, and even the, you know, the, from an injury standpoint, you know, none of that was really, um, on the table. Just the they simple get, fact of, they, go ahead, they got practices in, you know, on what yeah. was it, Friday night and Saturday in Detroit, uh, in Detroit. So yeah, that there was, I'm more speaking from a, um, a weirdness element in that regard in terms of the safety piece. I don't think there was as much at play there for the Bulls. All of us who went to Detroit uh, remember that once you got basically on the 90, there was no more snow. (laughs) Like uh, (laughs) all the snow was in, you know, the South towns and there wasn't a lot. um, Even in Canada, when I got up over the border driving over to Detroit, there was no snow. It was a, it was a weird uh, storm. So the safety piece of it wasn't quite the same, but certainly um, two teams playing a game in neither team's stadium on a Monday <laughs> when it was uh, scheduled for a Sunday was um, was up there on, on the weird scale. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I will get slightly into matchup stuff here because while the Titans are impacted uh, along their defensive line with Simmons and Jones and – with their wide receiver core with Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. The nuts and bolts of their offense remain relatively unchanged. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is still there and he's he's a good quarterback. I'm 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 ready to to say that. He is he is good and he makes some really great throws from a week to week basis. Their offensive line has been unaffected completely from left to right side, and they are a really good unit. You know, they do have some some bad plays here and there, but they play really well together. Derrick Henry uh, is still there, and Derrick Henry is a is an absolute monster. Um, Johnu Smith, who's having an incredible year, and uh, who uh, the Titans utilize a lot on play action passes, which, by the way, has been a a, a rather sore spot for the Bills defense so far this season you know he's he's still kicking around there and another th- thing that the bills have struggled with they did better against uh, the raiders of course is stopping the run and they're going to be going up against a far better offensive line uh, with the titans than they were last week with with the raiders so that would be a concern from a bills perspective and then on the flip side of things the offense should be able to move the ball through the air against against these uh uh, against the Titans, you know, their cornerbacks aren't really great. Jonathan Joseph can be beat. Uh, Malcolm Butler can be beat. Uh, so I would, I would assume this is going to be another pass-heavy approach. But this this is probably, even without Simmons, this is probably going to be the best pass rush they go up against, so they've gone up against so far this season. I mean, Jadavion Clowney is still there. Uh, Jack Crawford it can put together some some good pass rushes. Vic Beasley is is there. Harold Landry is another one that uh, that can uh, that can really put a nice pass rush at the quarterback. So they're gonna they're gonna have their hands full in this game. And I I'm glad you brought up the emotional aspect from a from a Titans standpoint because if there's a a galvanizing effect where you feel like everyone in the entire league is against you. I mean, that's a, that's a great rallying cry for Mike Vrabel and the Titans. So I don't know. I've, I've got a weird feeling about this game. If it, if it goes off on Tuesday, um, I, I don't know that the, the Titans are entirely decimated and they're good on film. So 
And, and by the way, this will be the third straight year that the Bills take on the Titans in week five, which is a very weird schedule quirk. But I think I think I'm gonna pick the Titans here. Um just because the Bills have struggled to stop the run. The the offensive line of the Titans, I think, can do some damage against the, against the Bills' defensive line from in terms of running the ball. The Titans are going to try to slow the game down and and bring the pace of game way down. Um, and and certainly, Janu Smith is going to be a concern without Matt Milano in in the lineup. So, I'm going to take the Titans in a in a close game, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Bills win because they've been playing great. But there's just a lot going on with this game and uh i i think i think the titans might might uh shock everybody and, and pull this game out that's that's just it's a weird feeling i have and, and i'm gonna go with it yeah i think the titans have especially if you you know if this game were just happening um without all the nonsense uh absolutely have the ingredients to beat the bills and the part of it that mm-hmm. would worry me um, from a Bills perspective would be that, yes, the Titans did get some extra time to prepare for this game. They did not get a bye week in the traditional sense, but they did get, you know, a few extra. Last Thursday morning, they found out they weren't playing the Steelers, and so they were able to come up with a plan to slow down this offense. And uh, they're missing a few important guys on defense, but, uh, you know, they have – you know, some veteran guys in that group, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a good defensive coach that if anybody's going to be able to slow down, you know, I think that's the the concern the next two weeks, uh, really. I mean, the the offense, the offenses they're facing are, are legitimate um, in different ways. Uh, the Titans can can run the ball like crazy um, and they have a quarterback who can who can make some throws and hurt you. But uh, the Chiefs are obviously a, a juggernaut. But both those teams are playing really good defense, too. And, you know, they're going to be tough tests for Josh Allen. Um, The pass rush of Tennessee, but also, um, you know, the fact that those defensive coaches have had some time. Um, They've seen him before, as you mentioned, um, and they have had extra time to to scheme up, you know, what those guys are doing well and and figure out a way to try to slow them down. So I've had a – I've had, you know, the same type of, of feeling that you're talking about about this Titans team because of the emotional piece that I mentioned that I do think they're going to be really charged up for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part that has me leaning towards the Bills is I just wonder, A, when they're going to get in the building, and B, who's going to be left by the time Tuesday comes around. And mm-hmm. that, you know, those two pieces have me thinking – the Bills should be able to pull this out, but I don't think it's a case of, oh, this team's had so many COVID positives, Bills are going to roll them. Uh, there's a few key players missing, but not a ton. There's also this. Those key players could come back. Well, there's that's that's kind of what I mean is that, you know, depending how yeah. decimated they are on Tuesday, um, right. you know, they might not be as shorthanded as we think, which makes it, makes it tough. But, yeah, they're, the Titans are not – gonna roll over here i don't think i think they're gonna be ready to play i think you know our joe rex road um, who covers the titans for the athletic you know mentioned that this could go one of two ways for the titans it could you know kind of go off the rails a little bit or it could be this moment we know how football people are we know how football coaches are this moment this uh, that brings the team together and you know we look back on it at the end of the year as this 
oh, this was the the time when everybody was counting us out and look at the way we pulled through. And this was a team that was a game away from the Super Bowl last year and felt like they had similar aspirations this year. So um, I think they're going to come out of this hiatus um, with a little bit of a little bit of a, an us against the world mentality, which can be a dangerous one um, if you're an opponent. Mm-hmm. Certainly. All right. Well, we will see how this whole thing plays out over the next few days and see if this game can actually get in. Um, so if you're listening to this and you uh, you they've already gotten a positive test, we apologize, but really it's it's out of our control, quite frankly, and we're just going with, with what we can at the moment. Um, all right. So if, uh, if you haven't yet, be sure to head over to theathletic.com slash the Buffalo Beat and subscribe for $1 a month where you can read all of our Bills content that, that we write and certainly any other team or league that you would want to read about ad nauseum. It's all there. It's all part of the, the limited time offer of $1 a month. Again, that's theathletic.com slash the Buffalo Beat. All right, Matthew, I know we've said a lot of words, but any further fond words of farewell yeah i'm i'm out of, of words i guess at this point you <laughs> just blame you. cross your fingers for negative tests all around uh, yeah all across yeah. this this league and this country and the world um because that's the the number one hope that um everyone has to get back to some sort of normalcy and certainly this this league that we cover and uh, these teams, this team we cover, um, negative tests, fingers crossed. Yeah, it'd be great. It would be great. All right, so that'll do it for us. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, Thank you all uh, for listening to this episode of the Buffalo Beat. And depending on if slash when the Bills play, the next time you will hear from us will either be a post-game uh, a post-game uh, podcast or another pre-game podcast. So we will uh, we will see one way or the other what what actually happens. All right, everyone, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. See you then.